This is the Fifth Quarter Podcast on AM 900 CHML. Hello, football fans in Hamilton from coast to coast and around the world. This is the Fifth Quarter on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin, and welcome to 2018 in the hammer in which the Hamilton Tiger Cats have launched into the preseason. Game one is in the books. Now, it didn't go according to plan. 36-18 the final in favor of those hated Toronto Argonauts at Tim Hortons Field. Great crowd tonight. Uh, it's unfortunate that the Ticats, especially in the first half, really didn't do a lot of good, and they end up going down to defeat against their arch rivals. But again, it's just the preseason. We know that these scores don't count. Toronto is not getting two points in the standings, and Hamilton is not left with zero. There's going to be one more preseason game in a week's time in Montreal in Ju- on June the 9th, and then... For real, it starts on June 16th. So I understand there's going to be some negativity tonight, and there should be because, well, we expect the guys in black and gold to, uh, you know, shake off the rust of the offseason and play some pretty good football. We did not see that, especially in half number one. Uh, are we going to talk about someone in particular? Yes, we should. Johnny Manziel making his not only Ticats debut, but CFL debut. The uh, Reclamation Project, I guess we can call him at this point, uh, suiting up for the first time with the Ticats. And I thought, fared okay. He didn't look like uh, a guy who didn't know how to play this game. But he did look like uh, a player who is adjusting to the bigger fields, the new rules, the extra guy, the waggle, the yard off the ball, the 20-second clock. Uh, and new teammates. Um, So we'll talk about Johnny Manziel tonight. I'll pass along his stats and what he did. And I'm also going to ask you uh, some questions throughout the next hour, fifth quarter on 900 CHML, uh, through this 60-minute presentation, is also live on our Facebook page. So if you're joining us on 900 CHML's Facebook page, hello, and uh, of course, hello to all our listeners in uh, Radioland. And if you're listening on the Radio Player Canada app, Congrats. It is a phenomenal tool to have in your arsenal. You can be uh, up north at the cottage. You can be uh, in another province. You can be halfway around the world. And if you have the Radio Player Canada app, you can listen to the fifth quarter after every Tiger Cats game. And we know that you do, and we appreciate the support. You don't know how many people have asked me over the last number of days, weeks, and months uh, hey, Rick, are we doing the fifth quarter again? Is it going to be on CHML once again? You know, what's the plan? Yes, 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 yes. We are here to talk Ticats football, to talk the Canadian Football League, and to uh, share ideas and thoughts, uh, praise the Ticats when they're doing well, condemn them when they're not, because us as fans, well, that's what we do. So the lines are going to be open here, 905-645-3221, and I say that already staring at three callers on the deck, star 9900 on your smartphone. You can email your thoughts on tonight's game and on Mr. Manziel because we're going to dive into Johnny Manziel. Rick at 900CHML.com is the email address. At Rick Samprin at AM900CHML is the Twitter handles that you should subscribe to. Speaking of subscribing, subscribe to the Fifth Quarter Podcast on iTunes and Google Play. You can recount past episodes uh, online as well at 900CHML.com. But who wants to listen to the most listened to fifth quarter podcast last season when the Ticats got shellacked by the Stampeders 60-1? to Well, you might want to because, I mean, it was entertaining. And lo and behold, the Ticats will open up the regular season in Calgary in just a couple of weeks' time. So, number one, my thoughts before I open up the phones. Uh, you know, this Ticats team offensively in the first quarter, you know what, even in the first half, was just downright dreadful. Seven turnovers in the first half. I know it's preseason, but wowzers. Now, I counted nine turnovers overall in the game, um, but I've been told there's actually it was ten by the Tiger Cats. Uh, but I think it's still nine. I think uh, that uh, some of the stats guys were counting maybe a, a couple of extra for the Argos. Either way, that's way too much, way too much turnovers. And that is an indication to me that not that this team wasn't prepared, but they just didn't execute. They did not execute their game plan offensively tonight. And not all the guys that are going to make up this Ticats team was on the field tonight. So we got to take that into consideration as well. 
I won't give you my views on Johnny Manziel just yet. I want to open up the phones and hear what the fans have to say about his debut, about this Ticats team. What are your expectations of this Tiger Cats team in 2018 as well? And here's some other tidbits of information. Not only are we going to do the player of the game throughout the season, you're going to cast your vote for player of the game tonight. It doesn't necessarily have to be a Tiger Cats player, uh, but more often than not, it is, and that's fine. Uh, We'll also anoint, as we did uh, for the last number of years, our fifth quarter fan of the night. So the top caller, the top emailer, the best tweeter of the night, uh, fifth quarter related, is going to be anointed the fan of the night. New this season, besides our Facebook Live uh, presentation, and uh, we welcome comments on Facebook, I'm going to have to figure out how to work this thing because I'm not the most technologically sound individual on the planet. So in terms of the responses on Facebook, you're probably not going to get any tonight because, lo and behold, I just don't know how to respond to this thing. Uh, But we are also going to do a fifth quarter trivia challenge this season. Now, again, just like the fifth quarter fan of the night, you don't win anything other than bragging rights. You go to work on Monday and you can tell all your friends, all your buddies, all your coworkers, hey, I was the fifth quarter fan of the night on CHML. That's pretty cool. It will also be pretty cool if you win the fifth quarter trivia challenge. Now, we'll probably have multiple winners because some questions will be easier than others. I thought I'd start off because it's the preseason and it's tough to gauge how this team uh, is going to be this year. I thought I'd give a bit of a tough uh, trivia challenge question to kick things off. So here is tonight's fifth quarter trivia challenge question. Because the Canadian Football Hall of Fame is now located at Tim Hortons Field, they had a great ceremony earlier today in which all the bus, 296 I think there are, uh, Hall of Fame busts are in Tim Hortons Field. They relaunched the Canadian Football Hall of Fame there. The question tonight is, how many players and builders made up the inaugural induction class of the Canadian Football Hall of Fame in 1963. That was year number one for the Canadian Football Hall of Fame. How many made up the inaugural induction class? These are players and builders. Is it 9, 16, 25, or 31? Call into the program. Let's get your answer. You can tweet. You can email as well. All right, let's launch into our first caller of the season. This is it. Dave in Stony Creek has the honor of being caller number one. Dave, thanks for calling into the fifth quarter. Welcome back, Rick. Hey, welcome back to you. It's great to be back. Yes. Uh, well, you know, I haven't seen that many turnovers since the last time I was in Genuine Bakery, I'm telling you. <laughs> and they were probably uh, a little sweeter at the bakery. Yeah, you're darn right yeah. there, Rick. Listen, uh, well, you, I, I think you said it right. It's preseason. It's hard to judge. Um, yeah, Mazzoli didn't have a good game. We all got to admit that. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I like you. I was impressed with Johnny Menzel. He looked comfortable out there. He looked like he belonged. And I know it's only preseason, it's one game, but if you had to choose who booked quarterback played better, I would say Manziel played better. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And uh, so I was impressed. It yeah, was a bit of a bright light, in other words, a dreadful evening. Uh, that, that, that field goal by uh, Hiawatharu, if I'm <laughs> trying to pronounce that, i got to get used to that. Yeah, here here we go, fans. Liram Haralahu. Haralahu. There you go. That? Yeah, that was a good field goal. Yeah, 54 uh, yards. A bit of wind assisted, but still he kept it there and it went in, in the center, right? We'll take it. Uh, yeah, so it's like you say, it's hard to say preseason. Uh, what did you think about that intentional grounding call? You know what? I missed it. I uh, I, I saw referee uh, Valesi going up to Johnny and say, uh, hey, Johnny, that was intentional grounding, but I missed the play. So, okay, so what well, happened? I was, I, well, I was on the 30-yard line right by there. Okay. So from yeah. what I saw, Manziel rolled out and he threw the ball and, right. and he threw it out of bounds. And my guess is it didn't cross the line of scrimmage? It did, by okay. far. Oh, it did? He, he threw it and... Uh, to me, what I saw out of the corner of my eye watching, the Argo guy pushed our receiver out of bounds. Maybe he was even trying to draw an interference penalty or something, but he threw it in that vicinity. So, yes, it was way over. It was like 20 yards past the line of scrimmage. That's why I couldn't believe it. Interesting. I'll have to revisit thought, that yeah, and look at it again. Much, maybe, maybe I'm hallucinating, but to me, it was like almost in front of me. To me, it went went over the line of scrimmage to me. I had no doubt from where I was. Yeah, because when, when I saw it, uh, you know, I looked up and I saw him scrambling and then he was, I'm back at the station at this point, and he, well, he you throws know, it out of bounds. Right. Maybe you're right. Maybe he was far back from the line of scrimmage, but to me it looked like it was over the line of scrimmage to me anyways from where I was, but maybe maybe I'm wrong. But on that same play, the Argo guy had pushed a receiver out of bounds, so is that not a penalty? 
Uh, if he's the re- intended receiver, yeah. But uh, from what I saw, I mean, the the ball was like well out of bounds. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it was uncatchable. Yeah, I don't think he had a chance to catch it. But uh, yeah, maybe it didn't go over the line. But it looked like it from where I was, anyways. Maybe we'll have to check that one out. Uh, so what did you think of Johnny Manziel? And, and what are your expectations in 2017 from Mr. Manziel? Well, that's a good question. Uh, I, you know, it, it all depends on uh, how Jeremiah comes and if he's playing good. I mean, if uh, Manziel fulfills the role, um, I, I hope uh, either quarter, I hope both quarterbacks do well. Let's put it that way. With you know, if circumstances permit, he goes in there and does well. Good for him. Uh, and if Mazzoli um, takes us all the way or to the to the uh, well, my my expectations of the Ticats is to get to the Eastern Final this year. That's what I'm expecting. That'd be great. Yeah, that would be great. But. Uh, Time will tell, but yeah, like on judging on tonight's thing, I think Johnny looked pretty poised and pretty comfortable out there. All right, I got to get your vote for uh, player of the game tonight. Well, the only bright spot, I'd never give it to an Argo, so I can't, I can't go there. But I mean, that, I mean, that quarter four, number fourteen, the quarterback for Toronto. If I do so, I'm going to say he played well for Toronto. Surprise! You're talking about McLeod uh, Bethel Thompson. Yeah, I yeah, he was he good. Well. Yeah, um, because I'm a Tie Cat fan. Uh, to me, the only bright spot tonight was Manziel. So I'll give him the player of the game. All right. Well, my gut tells me he might be the player of the game. Dave, thanks for the call, and thanks thanks for uh, kicking us off here in 2018. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, let's go back to the phones. Uh, Greg in Hamilton has called into the show. Greg, welcome to the fifth quarter. Hey, Rick. I was just uh, watching the game tonight, and and I'm thinking um, the Argos played more second stringers than we did. Yep. I don't know how you feel about that, but I felt kind of – that made me kind of scared because – they they seem to we're playing our first stringers and then they're playing our, we're playing our first and they're playing our second and I know it's preseason but uh, that's kind of scary and we had ten turnovers. That's not out of the ordinary because usually when a uh, in the preseason at least usually when a road team is traveling in the preseason they won't bring all their guys and they'll save a lot of their starters and it kind of depends on the coach too. Some might want to get their starters in on the game action quickly. Others will say, you know what, we'll wait for week number two. We'll play them in our in our home game, and it's closer to the regular season, so they get m- into more of a rhythm going into the regular season. But I get what you're saying. Uh, Hamilton's first stringers, a lot of them started this game and played most of the first half, and they really didn't do anything, and that's, that's very alarming to me. Yeah, and with regards to uh, Chambers, I know he's out for the year. Yes. And uh, our number one pick we traded uh, for Bombin. And we paid Montreal a seventy thousand uh, dollar bonus to bomb them before we traded them, and we can't even sign our number one pick. What the heck's going on with that? And guess who has the leverage now? It's Mark Chapman because Shamad Chambers is out for the year. You have Chapman coming in as a Canadian receiver, and the Ticats really need him. The trouble is now, Chapman has not been at training camp, so he's going to be behind the eight ball no matter what. So I mean, this is a lose lose for the Ticats. Yeah, well, I hope we get him signed because that, that, that's going to look really bad if we can. And with regards to Orlando, I didn't see him on the sideline. What is his role with this team? So, you know what? I saw Orlando uh, before the game. He actually tapped me on the shoulder and, you know, we, we hugged. And, uh, you know, obviously he's a, a tremendous addition not only to the Ticats but this city because he's such an amazing guy. His role is basically he's the assistant head coach. So he's not the defensive coordinator. He has obviously has a, a ton of experience on the defensive side of the ball as a player and as a coach and coordinator. Now he wants to get uh, a glance uh, through the lens of the offensive side of the football. Yeah, he'll still be you know paying attention to what happens defensively, but that's Jerry Glanville's gig now. He's the defensive coordinator. Steinhauer wants to be more well-rounded, so he is taking more of uh, a view at the offense and how he can learn more about the offensive side of the ball. And I think it's fantastic because here's the Ticats head coach in waiting. In three years' time, when June Jones says, all right, I'm 67, I'm out of here, Orlando Steinhauer is going to be the head coach of this, uh, of this football team. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. Um, with regards to Whitlock, I think the experiment's over. We need him on the D-line because uh, the D-line's kind of weak, to be honest. And, and he fumbled the ball twice. And Yeah, he had, I uh, he had the ex- I, I, think I think that it's a crazy experiment. It's almost like the one we did with CL Prime. He was a linebacker. But just put him in his regular position because that's where we need him. 
I wouldn't call it a crazy experience because he does have some experience on that side of the ball, but he had the extra buttery popcorn before the game tonight. You know, two fumbles. Uh, no, you know what? If he's going to carry the ball, give it to him on second and one. Give it to him on third and one if you want to run the ball in that situation, uh, but not on first and ten or, or whatever the case is. Short yardage, he's a big body. Hold on to the football, break the line of scrimmage, get the first down, and get out of there. I, I like what I've seen out of that storm. Because we don't have a running back with uh, uh, escapes my name. Al- Alex Green. Alex Green is uh, not well, at. Yeah, he's not in uh, with the team right now. He's got some family issues he's dealing with. Mercer Timmis, I thought, ran the ball very well tonight, and, and Storm Johnson, as you mentioned, a forceful runner has some speed. It's an interesting combination. Yeah, they were both good. My player of the game, I'd have to—I hate to say it—but I have to give it to that Argo running back, especially that touchdown he scored. He—he he, he ran up—he uh, ran away from twelve Hamilton defenders and made them look like, uh, like. They weren't even there. That run by Brandon Burks was a mic drop kind of play. That was outstanding. Well, if the Argos don't want him, we'll take him. <laughs> I'm not sure he'll be available now. Hey, who's your player of the game? Is it is it Brandon Burks? Yeah, I'll have to give it to that. Just guy. for that run. And John Johnny, I thought Johnny looked pretty damn good for someone who hasn't played in uh, three or four years. Yeah, a couple of years, no doubt about it. Greg, thanks for the call. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cellular device. A couple of votes for player of the game. Johnny Manziel, I think he's going to get a lot of votes tonight. Uh, it's the nature of the beast. Brandon Burks, he had a phenomenal run. If you didn't miss it, uh, you know, he was caught dead to rights in the backfield, had to scoot back and forth a couple of times, vaulted over a Ticats defender, uh, did a 180, and then burned into the end zone from, what was it, 20-some yards out. It was uh, a spectacular play, uh, hands down, the highlight of the night. We're up against our first commercial break of the season here on the fifth quarter. When we return, more of your calls, your tweets, your emails. We're on Facebook Live. Hello to all our friends watching on CHML's Facebook page. This is the fifth quarter after a Toronto 36-18 win over the Tiger Cats. You're listening to 900 CHML. Hey, welcome back. Uh, fifth quarter on 900 CHML. Rick Samper in the big on-air chair as usual following a Tiger Cats loss tonight, 36-18 at the hands of the Toronto Argonauts in the preseason and we know we got to pump the brakes a little bit because uh, no points have been handed out but uh, there have been some uh, exciting developments uh, in in training camp certainly with the Johnny Manziel signing uh, that was uh, probably the the highlight uh, we'll talk a little bit about Johnny Manziel as the fifth quarter progresses and I'm sure as the season rolls on I finally figured out how to do this Facebook live uh, in terms of uh, responding to to some of our viewers so hello to our friends watching on 900 CHML's Facebook page this is going to be an experiment that continues throughout the season. Uh, But I do want to recap our fifth quarter trivia challenge tonight. Again, we're not handing out prizes. This is just pure bragging rights. Because they relaunched the Canadian Football Hall of Fame at Tim Hortons Field tonight, uh, it's on the fourth level. If you have a chance to go in and see it, I believe it's Wednesday evenings or Wednesday afternoons, 4 to 7, and Saturday mornings, 9 to noon. You can go in to Tim Hortons Field, go to the fourth level, Um, and it's a phenomenal uh, exhibit that they have put together. Tonight's fifth quarter trivia challenge, how many players and builders made up the inaugural induction class of the Canadian Football Hall of Fame in 1963? That was year number one for the Canadian Football Hall of Fame. Your choices are 9, 16, 25, and 31. Of course, as always, we're going to vote for our player of the game. We have a vote for Johnny Manziel, one for Brandon Burks, the running back for the Toronto Argonauts, who had a highlight reel touchdown run tonight. And when all is said and done, when we wrap up at 11.30 tonight, we will anoint our fifth quarter fan of the night. Tie Cats were dreadful in the first half. Seven turnovers, ten overall. Johnny Manziel tonight, nine of 12 for 80 yards, didn't throw a TD, wasn't picked. Uh, he ran the ball twice for 10 yards. There were certain instances where I thought, uh, yeah, he looks pretty good. Looks comfortable in the pocket. Uh, when he got out of the pocket, made some pretty good plays, especially throwing on the run. But there were instances where he got the feeling uh, that uh, maybe he didn't see the progression uh, of the receivers at that point. Uh, he didn't see the open man. Uh, maybe he got confused with uh, what the Argos were doing on defense. So, yeah, there's a learning curve there. But I, I think a good first step, when you're 9 of 12 for 80 yards and no turnovers, that's not too bad. 
Also, we want to ask about your expectations of this 2018 season. How do you think the Hamilton Tiger Cats will do in 2018? And what are your expectations of Mr. Manziel as well? Travis on Twitter at Rick Samprin says, I see Manziel starting mid-season. And uh, who knows? If that's the case, by Labor Day, if Johnny Manziel is the starter, if he's deserving, I'm I'm fine with that. Hey, whoever's going to help this team win football games... Uh, I'm behind that, 100%. 36-18, the final for the Toronto Argonauts tonight in the preseason. The Ticats back at it next Saturday, June the 9th at Montreal. Regular season opener is in Calgary, and we know how the Ticats have done there over the last number of years. Saturday, June 16th, that is a 7 p.m. start. We'll be on the air for the fifth quarter at 10 o'clock. Of course, we're on Facebook Live throughout the season. It's a new experiment we're, we're trying, and I'm having a little bit of fun with it. Uh, and don't forget to subscribe to the Fifth Quarter Podcast on iTunes and Google Play. You want to chime in on the program? 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com. We'll get to some email in a moment. Also on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, at am900chml. To the phone bank we go, and it is Frank in Hamilton on the line. Frank, hello. Welcome back, my friend. Thank you. Same to you. Yeah, okay. Um, first off, I'd like to say I, I wasn't the last caller or the caller before. The intentional grounding, I don't know if that makes a difference, but he, he tossed it up about 10 rows into the stands. But I don't know if that makes a difference or not. But uh, Well, in terms of the receiver catching the ball, no. But uh, And I didn't see it cross the line of scrimmage, so I thought yeah. when the penalty was thrown, I thought, okay, that, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, it, I don't know. It was close to me, too. I'm watching it on TV, but I'm like, well, wait a minute. What are you talking about? But uh, I wasn't there, so I can't be the ref, right? Anyway, um, I thought Manziel did quite well. Mazzoli was terrible. I mean, he was okay at first. And when, when they went for that third and one or third and two and turned over the ball and the turnovers, like, oh, my God. Every time they had the ball, moving the ball, boom, 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 turnover, interception, you know, it just uh, tasted the air out of the football. I mean, what are you going to do about that? The only turnovers I didn't mind were, I think there were, th- I think they had four turnovers on downs total. I didn't mind three of them because if it was the regular season, th- they would have just punted the ball. But yeah. because it's the preseason, they want to practice these types of, you know, third and two, third and one from around midfield, they went for it. And I didn't really have any trouble with that. The exactly. ones that I did have trouble with were the fumbles and the interceptions. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't good. It wasn't pretty. It, but, you know, it, like you say, everybody says it's preseason, like don't jump the gun. But when they were showing their schedule, their first six games or whatever, it's like, uh-oh. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, here we go again. Yeah, it has me a little concerned. I'm like, what are we going to be one and five if we're lucky to win one? I mean, I mean, come on. Well, here, here we go. If you're a Ticats fan out there and you're thinking, oh, I don't remember the schedule off the bat. Uh, game number one in Calgary. Game number two in Edmonton. Game number three at home to Winnipeg. Game number four at Saskatchewan. So the first four games of the season against the West. They have a bye week, and then another Western team comes over. That's Saskatchewan coming over to Tim Hortons Field. Exactly. Uh, so, I mean, the first five games, even with the buy in there, are all against the West. And as we know, the West is strong, and maybe even stronger, with Saskatchewan getting better, at least on paper this season. Yeah, well... That's my prediction this year is Kalaros gets MVP and uh, Saskatchewan wins a great cup. But, Ouch, uh, that would hurt. <laughs> oh, yeah. But uh, we'll see. And uh, anyway, I appreciate what you do every uh, football game, and uh, I'm sure we all do. And thank you very much. My player of the game would be yeah. uh, Timmis. Mercer Timmis. Yes. Love that guy. He yeah, runs absolutely. like a house. Oh, great. Was, like first preseason game, he was like running through a brick house. It was it was unbelievable. It Gr- was, like, great stiff arm on that Argos yeah. play along oh, the sideline. Beautiful. That was a boat. I was like, check this out. <laughs> uh, yeah, he went madden on the guy. Oh yeah, it's like oh I don't care if it's preseason. Boom. <laughs> it was beautiful. I loved it. He made a statement. Frank, thanks for making a statement on the fifth quarter tonight. Enjoy All the right. rest of the weekend. Take care, man. Back to the phones we go here at 905-645-3221, star 9900. Alex in St. George, Ontario. Alex, welcome to the fifth quarter. Rick, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good. Uh, was that the game tonight? Uh, it's good that the CFL's back. It's a long, long off season. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, 
first thought, Mansell played really well tonight. Um, outplayed Mazzoli, I thought. Um, when he rolled out of his pocket, made some pretty good, uh, really, pretty good plays. So, um, I think by Labor Day, there's no chance Mazzoli's starting. I think Mansell's the guy. Um, I don't know what you think, but uh, you're probably following him through camp. But I mean, as of tonight, in a real game situation, I think Manziel's Manziel's got to be the guy. Here, here's here's my view on Manziel versus Masoli. Is when you look at them in terms of what they have for talent, they're almost a carbon copy of each other. I'll, I'll say this: Manziel throws much better on the run. There's no doubt about that. But they're both. Yeah. I'm not sure if they're both run-first quarterbacks, but I think they always yeah. have that in the back of their mind, thinking, hey, if I don't see what I like, i got to get out of here and start running the ball. And I, I think they're both effective doing that, but I think they also have to trust the play and their teammates to you know, c- convert and execute whatever the playbook and whatever the call from the sideline is, is going to be. Does Manziel remind you of Doug Flutie at all? Uh, a little bit. Uh, I think it's somewhat of an unfair comparison because Flutie, yes, was smaller, but I, I thought Flutie... Set. What's that? Same skill set? Same skill set, but I thought Flutie was a much better passer, to be honest. Well, with you. I mean, it's Doug Flutie. <laughs> well, yeah, and I mean, he just had... He had that... Uh, not only the competitiveness, but he was just a winner. I mean, he just won. 96-97. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean six MOPs? Like, career, what, right? What's not to like? Yeah. But uh, like I said, I think I think the big story tonight. I mean, if you're at the game, you heard it. Um, and like I said, being being in the Coors Light end zone, I saw at least ten Manziel jerseys. This city's excited for him. Um, you know, I'm an Argo fan, Rick. I think I've called in years and years ago. Um, I'm a huge, huge Argo fan, and uh, I want to cheer for this guy so bad, but I can't because I mean it's the Tie Cats, but. Uh, you know, well, let me ask you this: Would you want him on your team? Hundred percent. Well, that's it. That Franklin? says it all right there. I'll give, you, I'll give you Franklin for Manziel right now. <laughs> I don't know about that. Let's uh, let's pump the brakes on that. Let's give it at least one year. Rick, before I go, yes, my grandparents are probably listening on the way to St. George. They're from St. George as well. I want to give him one big Argos. Hey, what, before you go as well, who's your player of the game? Um, I think Burks. Burks had a hell of a run there. Geez, like. Uh, if that doesn't secure a spot on the roster, I don't know what does. Jeez, like that that run that run was dirty. Does that not look like Chad Owens? Oh my goodness! A little bit, little bit of Toronto Chad Owens. Get that guy out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Greg, thanks a lot for the call. Hey, have a great night, and let's go Argos. Cheers, let's Alex. Go Labor Day. Have a good one. Yeah, Labor Day should be fun. Should be fun. We're up against another break. Uh, we're going to do more interacting, uh, interacting with our friends on Facebook. Uh, we'll uh, unveil uh, a few more stats in terms of what uh, Jeremiah Masoli did, uh, what some of the other Ticats did as well. We will uh, answer more of your calls, your tweets, your email, our fifth quarter trivia challenge question. Uh, we'll relay that to you as well. Don't forget, you can also vote for your fifth quarter player of the game on Twitter and email as well, or call in at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Fifth quarter coming up back on 900 CHML right after this. Welcome back. First fifth quarter of the 2018 season. Of course, this was the first preseason game for the Hamilton Tiger Cats, and they went down to defeat, losing 36-18 to those arch-rival Argonauts. Uh, But it's okay. Still preseason. Lots to work on, as we saw tonight, especially in the turnover department. The uh, Ticats turned the ball over 10 times tonight. A nice round number. I wouldn't, maybe not nice. A round number. Uh, seven in the first half, three in the second half. Toronto committed two turnovers. And uh, I believe if my math is correct, the Argos scored 26 points off Hamilton's turnovers. Ouch. Vote for your player of the game at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, at Rick Samprin, at am900chml. Be sure to use the hashtag fifth quarter. Speaking of which, you can subscribe to the fifth quarter podcast on iTunes 
and Google Play. And also check out past episodes at 900CHML.com. Vote for your fifth quarter fan of the night. Or actually, we will anoint the fifth quarter fan of the night. But it will all come down to your calls, your tweets, or emails. How entertaining are you? How passionate you are about this team? Maybe you bring a, a, an interesting stat to the table uh, or an anecdote or a great story. We'll all take that into consideration. Also new this year. Besides what we're doing on Facebook Live, and hello again to all our Facebook Live watchers, we have quite a few uh, and lots of comments, and uh, I appreciate that. It's uh, it's a lot of fun so far, and we're going to continue this throughout the season, uh, especially when I figure out how to uh, you know interact with uh, callers in real time. I have been sending some messages, but I'm, I'm not as fast as I want to be. We'll pick up the pace. This is the preseason. We also have our fifth quarter trivia challenge. Now, again, we don't have a prize. We won't have a prize this season. Um, we're just going to do this for fun. We're going to do this for bragging rights. And tonight's question, I think, is a pretty tough one. They've relaunched the Canadian Football Hall of Fame and Museum at Tim Hortons Field. It's on the fourth floor. It looks spectacular. So tonight's question, how many players and builders made up the inaugural induction class of the Canadian Football, Fame, Football Hall of Fame in 1963? 9, 16, 25, or 31? I'll announce the answer at the end of of the program okay a couple of emails to get to we have dave and ian on the phone guys hang on we're going to get to you in a matter of minutes uh this email from ed longtime listener of the program get emails from him each and every year on the fifth quarter and it's great to see once again ed chiming in on the program hi rick Overall, I have optimism for this Ticats season. Last year was poisoned from the first game. This year, I feel hope and optimism and fun. It is good to make stupid mistakes now and have Coach Jones fix them. Overall, the team looked good. I am a Manziel supporter and hope he becomes Johnny Business, who gets the job done and takes care of business. As the season goes on, the team could use the BTO song, Taking Care of Business, to psych out the opposition. I like Masoli and hope he overcomes his inconsistencies. Ed goes on to say, uh, Many of the players look good. I still like Tasker, but no one stood out from the others as the player of the game. All the best, Ed. Go, Ticats, go. The Argos' Brandon Burks run was magical. And boy, what is it? Boy, what is it? It was ever. What am I trying to say here? It was so spectacular, I can't even spit the words out of my mouth. It was unbelievable. It was a jaw dropper, and I'm still picking it up off the floor. Ken emails, uh, Rick, I'm out in Wisconsin right now. Wisconsin? Uh, and I missed the first quarter with Simone Lawrence, Larry Dean, and Tasker playing today. Uh, Dean and Tasker were playing today. Simone Lawrence uh, got the night off. From what I saw, he was on the death chart, but I don't think he dressed tonight. I didn't notice him, notice him at all. In fact, I noticed him in civvies on the sideline. Uh, player of the game for the Cats, from what I saw, Jimmy Football, I mean Johnny. <laughs> that uh, email from Ken, who's a season ticket holder from Ashwiken, but watched on ESPN Plus in Oshkosh, Wisconsin tonight. Great to get the email from Wisconsin. Uh, let's go back to the phones. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Comments on tonight's Ticats loss to the Argos, 36-18 the final. You want to talk about Johnny Manziel? Let's do it. You want to talk about your expectations for this Ticats team this season? It also is on the table. Dave from Toronto has called into the program. Hey, Dave, how are you? Not too, not too bad. I heard uh, the, uh, the Ticats are getting a new sponsor, Pillsbury. They're going to go after so <laughs> they're turnovers. I I, I get it, Dave. I, <laughs> it was good. It was good. I'll give you it. Um, I used to be a big Ticat fan, but um, what happened? The way the club's been run just turned me completely off. So, okay. Um, okay. I'm now a Calgary Stampeder fan. Well, that's a good team to choose for. Um, well-run organization, unlike Hamilton. Uh, um, comments on tonight's game, Dave. What'd you think? Uh, typical preseason game, <laughs> except with the, except for the turnovers. They're gonna they're gonna have to take time to to work things out. Um, but I honestly think the Cats are gonna win one game in that in that in that Western Road swing. For the first five games, you mean? Yep. Wow. They'll win one game. They'll be, they'll, be, they'll be lucky they might beat Winnipeg. What, a one and four start? That would be dreadful. And uh, honestly, if Manziel gets in there that first year, 
they'll, they'll be lucky to win three games if they let Manziel start right away. If he starts all season, which is if not going to happen. If he starts at all. I see what you mean. All right, Dave, we've got to move just, on. Who's your player of the game tonight? Ted Laurent. Ted Laurent, yeah, he was strong in the first quarter. Yep. Thanks for the call, Dave. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email your comments on tonight's game. You want to talk about Johnny Manziel? He's the, the buzz, not only of Hamilton, but really the CFL. Tim Hortons Field, media row, is usually a busy place. Tonight, it was stacked. There were reporters from ESPN, USA Today, Yahoo, and Barstool Sports, just to name a few. We don't get that for a great cup. We got that for a preseason game. Because one guy is on the Ticats, and that's Johnny Manziel. Email from Alan. Hey, Rick, it's Alan from St. Catharines. So happy the fifth quarter is back, and I like the changes you guys are making for this fifth quarter radio show. It's going to be exciting. Thanks, Alan. He writes, as for the game, I thought Manziel looked comfortable out there, and it's a bit tense when he's running backwards, but man, can he run. He's only looked at the limited playbook, and in time, we'll get more into it. Masoli didn't play as well, but there were a few drops by some receivers that were right on the money by Masoli. I can't wait to see Terrence Tolliver back in there. I thought Wilkerson will be a good kick returner for us. I thought Frankie Williams looked good, too. I'm not sure about Whitlock playing fullback with two dropped balls, and he played really well in the D-line last year. Timmis, Johnson, and Green will probably be our backs this year. I would love to see Ross Shurman back for us, too. I can tell you that's probably not going to happen. Allen goes on to say, I like the look of Mike Daly at safety when he played back there and would love to see Leonard and Steven back at the corners and Kene playing DB rather than at the corner. We need our best players in the backfield. Not sure about Brooks back there. Liked him better at Sam Linebacker. I'm excited about the season, and I think the Manziel and Masoli duo will play well this season. Player of the game, Frankie Williams. Nice, solid kick returner tonight for a touchdown. That email from Allen. Bev on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, says, Johnny was outstanding as he was only in the hammer a couple of weeks now. Uh, Wow. And I'm guessing Bev is going to go with Johnny Manziel as uh, her player of the game, which is great. Let's go back to the phones. Ian in his car in Stony Creek. Ian, how are you? (laughs) Good, you? Not too bad. God, that was a boring game. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I don't know what these people calling in. They're delusional. They think that Menzel is going to start anytime soon. Either uh, he couldn't read his receivers, or the receivers weren't open because he was running for his life most of that time. This is a CFL. You're going to run for your life, you're done. If you looked at Mazzoli, he's, he's, he's calmed down. He's in the pocket. The first interception, he was he either Tasker slightly overran it or he just threw it behind him. Uh, the other one, yeah, was Mazzoli's fault. There is no way on God's green earth that uh, Menzel is ready to play in a CFL. You put him up against a D-line out of Calgary, he's done. Yeah, he, uh, do, he doesn't have a, he doesn't have a no. shot at making no. an impact at this point. No, and people thinking, oh, Menzel, please, please, don't be stupid. Because you put him in early, the team's done for the year. They're done. Uh, going out west, I'd like to see a one and four. I'd be happy with it. Because if you notice in the CFL, there's so many teams. Winnipeg did it last year. You peak too early. They do so well. And then they tank at the end. If you lose to the West early, that's fine, because then you got the East on the second half. Very true. So you, you want the tough schedule first. Go hard, take the losses, learn, take that curve, and figure it out for later. It's, I think it's better to have the schedule we're going to have. I couldn't tell you this team's going to be any good or not, because there was nothing to watch today. Menzel was up against second and third stringers today. And, yeah, he could scramble and throw the ball away, but when he threw that uh, intentional grounding, right there I knew he hasn't adapted to the CFL game. Right there is an NFL move. He he ran about 20 yards backwards and, oh. and, and made a nice throw to, to get it out of harm's way, but still, that, that told me a lot because the play was there for him to make, and he didn't trust it. No, he's, he's, not, he's not ready yet, and people are, are talking. Mazzoli has the experience. He has the rep. He's, he was comfortable in the pot.
pocket. Mazzoli, I don't believe, ran for his life at all today. Uh, there was maybe one or two, but, uh, yeah, nothing alarming, that's for sure. And, and you know what? It's the first game, and he threw a couple interceptions. Big deal. Big deal. I don't know. I think he's he's your go-to guy. Um, I'm still not sure on our secondary. Our secondary has been bad for a few years. I hope they've, they've dealt with that. But uh, I don't think anyone could honestly figure out how well this team is just by watching. Whoever came in, that third stringer, yeah, he was pretty bad. Um, <laughs> That's Dane Evans. But, uh, yeah, like I, I thought I saw Simone playing in the first half. Yeah, apparently he was. And, uh, you know, I wasn't watching much of Simone other than the fact when I didn't see him on the sidelines, he was in civvies. But I've, I've been told through Facebook Live that he did play today. Now, are they going to play most of the squad next week? That's a good question. I think they probably will because now they'll take this game film. They'll weed out a lot of the guys that they think, you know what, they're they're just not going to be CFL guys this season. And I think well, going, cut, go, pardon me, cuts next week, isn't there? Yeah, and 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 that's fine. And most teams will do that because now they want to get into specific reps for those players, uh, and they might hang on to some guys to have one more look. Uh, but for the most part, a lot of the starters will play probably a half next week. So next week will will be a well. You're only playing Montreal, so it's not the greatest comparison. But you'll get a decent view next week with the veterans in there, and it, how Mazzoli is with uh, with his normal receivers. It'll be interesting to see how well that Menzel plays with Speedy Banks, putting Tasker in there, uh, and and you know having those deep threats because that will be the key to see if he can play with those guys. Um, Let's see how they do next week. If they can blow Montreal out and they look pretty impressive, okay. But if they look like they look like tonight against Montreal, we're in trouble. We shall see. Ian, who's your player of the game tonight? Oh, geez. I'm going to give it to the ref for not turning off his mic. I thought that was kind of entertaining. And, the and oh, no, the side judge, because there's no cheerleaders anymore. There's a tig, they're tiger up or downs or whatever they call them. He had to run to the end zone and tell him to get off. I thought that was a classic. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right. Cheers. Ian, appreciate the call. Thanks for calling in on the fifth quarter here on 900 CHML. You can call as well. We're live for 14 more minutes here. Uh, we'll take a quick break. And, uh, yes, if you do call, we'll get you right on. Our phone bank is uh, completely available at 905-645-3221. Star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, at Rick Samprin, at AM900CHML. Still to come, we will anoint our fifth quarter fan of the night. We will tabulate the votes for player of the game through our phone calls, our emails, and our tweets. And we'll recap the fifth quarter trivia challenge and we'll give you the answer when we come back. If you're watching on Facebook Live, hello, thanks. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. This is the fifth quarter on 900 CHML. Welcome back. Hamilton's best post-game show, of what I've been told, uh, football-wise, right here on 900 CHML. And you know what? It's it's because of you, the fans, who call in, who email, who are on Facebook Live tonight, who tweet. This is why this show is awesome, because Cats fans or Argos fans who call in, uh, or, or whatever your stripes, whatever team you cheer for, this is why this show is is incredible because we get to talk tie cats and CFL football and we have a fun time doing so. We're respectful of each other and each other's views and opinions. That's what talk radio is all about. If you have a comment about tonight's game, your expectations of the Tiger Cats in this 2018 season, uh, your expectations of Johnny Manziel, uh, we got about 10 minutes to go. 905-645-3221 star 9900 on your cell, you can email Rick at 900CHML.com and on Twitter at Rick Samprin at AM900CHML. Also, you can subscribe to the Fifth Quarter Podcast on iTunes and Google Play. You can still vote for your player of the game tonight. We've tabulated the votes. We do have a leader right now, and that's uh, Brandon Burks of the Toronto Argonauts, uh, courtesy of his unbelievable touchdown run. Uh, and we'll anoint our Fifth Quarter Fan of the Night as well. And uh, if you're on Facebook Live, you already know who it is because you can listen while we're in a commercial break and Will and I discussing who the fan of the night is going to be. And he had a great call, so we're going to anoint him in a couple of minutes, the fifth quarter fan of the night, on show number one. All right, the fifth quarter trivia challenge tonight. Because the Canadian Football Hall of Fame uh, is no longer located beside Hamilton City Hall, they've moved pretty much everything to Tim Hortons Field, and it's all on display in such an amazing 
display on the uh, on the fourth level. Um, that our uh, trivia challenge tonight is about uh, the Canadian Football Hall of Fame. And the question tonight is, how many players and builders made up the inaugural induction class of the Canadian Football Hall of Fame in 1963? That was year number one. Nine, 16, 25, or 31? The answer to how many players and builders made up the inaugural induction class of the Canadian Football Hall of Fame in 1963? The correct answer answer is 31. 31 players and builders were in on the ground floor of the Canadian Football Hall of Fame. That is unbelievable. Uh, the amount of individuals who were recognized at that stage uh, of uh, the you know, CFL history is phenomenal. And uh, if you want more information, uh, you can Google Canadian Football Hall of Fame and Museum. Go on the website, uh, cfhof.com, and uh, you can see their bios, uh, some of the busts, uh, some exhibits, which you can also see on the fourth uh, floor as well. I should also mention, new this year at Tim Hortons Field as well, is the Ticats Wall of Honor uh, plaques. That have finally, after four years, Tim Hortons Field has been around since uh, what 2014, 2015. Um, uh, the the hall, uh, the the Wall of Honor plaques are uh, at Tim Hortons Field, finally on display. So if you want to check those out as well, then um, uh, it, it's phenomenal. What the, what they've done there is really they've spruced up Tim Hortons Field, and it looks fantastic. All right, a couple of statistics to bring to your attention. Because, uh, well, it wasn't all fine and dandy for the Hamilton Tiger Cats tonight. Ten turnovers is a stat you do not want to have on your side of the ledger. But that was the case for the Hamilton Tiger Cats tonight. The Argos had uh, two turnovers tonight. Quarterback Jeremiah Masoli started the football game. He was 8 of 13, 61 and a half completion percentage. Not horrible. Uh, threw for 115 yards. One touchdown, which was nice, but two picks. Uh, Johnny Manziel came into the football game in the second quarter, 9 of 12 for 80 yards, and uh, no touchdowns, no interceptions. He did run the ball a couple of times uh, for 10 yards. Dane Evans, the third stringer in this football game, although I'm not sure he makes this football team, and if he does, it might be on the practice roster. They might stuff him on the injured list if they really like him. Uh, But he was 6 of 11 tonight. 78 yards and an interception. Former Ticat Johnny Sears Jr. intercepting uh, Dane Evans at the goal line as uh, the Ticats were knocking on the door. Mercer Timmis, I thought, was one of the best Ticats tonight. Canadian running back out of Burlington. uh, 10 carries, 56 yards, had one heck of a stiff arm tonight against an Argonaut defender. Uh, it was fun to watch. Storm Johnson, I thought, had a good showing as well at the running back position. Five carries for 48 yards. Nikita Whitlock, three carries for 13 and a couple of costly fumbles early on in this football game. He did not look particularly comfortable carrying the football. Uh, I should also mention as well, Jeremiah Masoli had one run for nine yards. Among the Ticats receivers, Brandon Banks, four receptions for 72 yards and a touchdown. That was... A pretty typical Brandon Banks night, I think. Four receptions, almost 100 yards, gotten into the end zone as well. Uh, He's going to be one of the keys, I think, to this 2018 season. If he can play like he did towards the end of last year, um, this Ticats team should score some points. As long as whoever the quarterback is, and it'll most likely be Jeremiah Masoli throughout this season, um, continues to play at a consistently high level, which he did in the last uh, 10 games of the season. DeMar Altman had uh, three receptions for 48 yards. Jalen Saunders, four catches for 42. And uh, some of the guys that might not be recognizable names, like Nate Ross had one catch for 21 yards. Uh, Harvey Binford, two catches for 15. So a lot of the other guys, Luke Tasker, obviously a recognizable name, had just the one catch for 11 yards. So a lot of the uh, backups or guys who are trying to make a name for themselves got into the game and uh, and did some okay things. I think the Ticats, though, are pretty much set on their receiver position, except for that Canadian slot. If you didn't hear the news before the game, Shamad Chambers out for the year uh, with an ACL injury. That is a huge blow because the Ticats have not signed their number one draft pick in Mark Chapman, a Canadian receiver out of Central Michigan. If they do, great, but he still has not participated in training camp. 
he's got a long way to go, just like Johnny Manziel. He's he's got some months ahead of him in which he's got to a learn the playbook, but still learn the game, learn the Canadian game. Do you remember listening to the Ty Cat show uh, when Danny McManus was in this studio? And some of you might remember. I'll never forget this. I asked him, you know, how long, Danny, did it take for you to to get it in the Canadian Football League? To to sit down with your teammates and your coaches and say, you know what? I understand. I I, I know that when I come to the ballpark. Uh, I I know what to do. I know how it's going to work. I'm completely comfortable. He said it took him five years to get to that position. Now, yeah, he bounced around from team to team early on in his career, but five years to finally say, yeah, I'm here. That says a lot. Manziel signed for two years. He might get it later on this year, but not to the degree that uh, you got to get it to be a star in this league. Defensively, really quickly, uh, Larry Dean among the uh, team leading uh, in tacklers for the Tiger Cats with three as Hamilton loses 36-18 to tonight. <sighs> it's going to be, I think, a very exciting season here in 2018. This Tiger Cats team, I think, has the tools, has the weapons on offense and defense to certainly do some damage. The East Division is wide open. I think Toronto's going to be a player. I certainly think Ottawa is if Trevor Harris is healthy. Uh, and you can say that for any quarterback in this league. If they lose their star QB, you know, it's going to be tough. But I think the Ticats will be in the mix. I think they'll challenge for that division title. They might finish in second place, a 9- or 10-win season. I think it would be okay. Get into the playoffs. And who knows what will happen after that. Our player of the game tonight, voted by you, the fans, is Brandon Burks. Toronto running back had an unbelievable touchdown run tonight. One for the ages. And if you didn't see it, you'll see it on the highlight reels uh, for years to come. Our fifth corner fan of the night as well is Ian from Stony Creek, our last caller of the night. He had a great call, made a lot of good points, loved the fact that he called in, and really had a lot of good things to say as well. Another email to get to, this one from Rich. Hey, Rick, great to hear you back on the fifth quarter. It's been a long off season. I was at the game today, and it was awesome when Johnny Football took the field. It reminded me when Jesse Lumsden came back to the CFL years ago. Johnny will be fine. He really looked after just getting here a few weeks ago. Uh, looking forward to a great year in fifth quarter in 2018. Oski Wee Rich from Dundas. Thanks to all our callers tonight, all our emailers, all our tweeters. Again, we're going to be here all season long, not only on 900 CHML, but news this season. And a big hello again to all our Facebook Live watchers and contributors because there's a conversation going on CHML's Facebook page, which is great. Another extension of this show into the uh, social media-verse, if I can say. Don't forget to subscribe to the Fifth Quarter Podcast at iTunes and Google Play. We are back uh, following the regular season opener, Saturday, June 16th, 7 o'clock start time in Calgary. We'll be on the air at 10 p.m. For technical producer Will Erskine, thumbs up to you. Uh, have a great night and a great weekend from all of us here on 900 CHML. The fifth quarter after every Ticats game on AM 900 CHML.